Welcome to the Couple Success Podcast with Dr. Robert Wilford and Sarah Furman, licensed marriage and family therapist. There is hope for your relationship, and we're so glad you're listening. Have you felt like the last few weeks are just all about the children, school and activities and stuff, and even when you're talking to your partner, it's just, it's the kids this, the kids that, you're, you're sort of upset with each other, stuff isn't always going so smoothly, and man, you are just fatigued with all that stuff, and it, and you're not really, there's nothing really between you and your partner right now. It's all kids, 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 more kids. And if that's true at all for you, then you're in the right place today. I'm Dr. Robert. And I'm Sarah. And we're going we're gonna to talk today to you about parents need love too. Oh, because so what we know is it's so easy when you're a parent raising a family, this time of year especially, that it can seem so easy to lose that loving feeling. Right. So if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, please put them in there and tell us where you're from and we'll address them as we go along. Absolutely. So like we said earlier, if you're a parent right now, you're probably knee deep or waist deep or neck deep in kids, uniforms, school supplies, going to Target, going to the grocery store, getting everything your kids need. Classes and are good. They're not. The teachers, the It's stuff. overwhelming, right? Right. And so you forge ahead in overdrive and you forget about your own needs, let alone the needs of your spouse. See, too often pay, uh, people that in relationships are serving up bits and pieces to their partner. Right. It's like they're serving up the crumbs of the relationship, and it's no way to sustain a relationship. Now, there are times where, yeah, you know, the kids are there, stuff is happening, other things need to go, but you don't do any catch-up in between to right. get back to your partner. So, even though it's true, there are times where you're really pushing in a lot of different areas and are, are just exhausted, but what are you doing for each other to kind of fix that? Because usually what happens is you end up putting band-aids on everything in your relationship as a couple, and everything gets being put off in your relationship, so you're not even repairing or maintaining the actual relationship. Sometimes you're not even putting on band-aids, you're only putting scotch tape. <laughs> Gosh, isn't and that the truth? Off. Isn't that the truth? You know, Sarah has a great analogy she uses about a rose bush. And it's true. Relationships are like a rose bush. Because when you, when it's hot outside, you know, you got to go shade your rose bush. you got to give it a little extra shade. You have to tend it, right? So if you want really nice roses, you have to make sure it has water and food and that you have to sun you're shading it. That You know, you're taking care of it. Because when you don't, then your your rose bush really doesn't do very well and the roses don't do really nicely and they kind right. of die off and you see it becomes a yucky looking thing and so when it comes to your relationship this watering or tending is what we're talking about because right. even though you're a parent guess what parents need love too and your partner needs love too so we've got six simple strategies for you today that can help you get back some of that loving feeling that you once had and remind you that you're partners again so that you can be actually better parents. And you can feel like you're being supported by your partner. Yes, one of you is doing more of this and one of you is doing more of that. But still, you need to feel that they're there for you in the long run. And they're there to support you on those difficult days, on those long days when so much didn't go right. Yep. And the, so the first suggestion we're going to give you is, number one, assume positive intentions. This is so important. Yes, because most people assume the negative rather than give their partner the benefit of the doubt. And you must have wanted it was this, you know. If you had done it different, like really. Right, and then you and then you start blaming. You get into a world of hurt. Uh, so the first tip that we're going to give you is go back to making the best possible assumption, 
when it comes to your partner and what they've done, you'll be stunned at how easy it is to get back to loving them again when you're not assuming the worst possible outcome. Right. That it was simply a, it could have been an accident, could have been unintentional. Other stuff happened that that made it. Let let's give our partners benefit of the doubt. Yep. Best possible assumption. Best possible assumption. Number two is acting as if. And what that means is sometimes you may not feel it inside like you're being your best partner or your partner's being the best to you. But you know what? If you act as if they are, that means you put on a smiling face, you say please and thank you, you're courteous, you be nice to them even when you don't feel like it. Guess what? You're going to have a entirely different experience as a partner. Right. And usually your partner may have had some stuff go on, you know, in their day also. But we find that partners come back faster and sooner when you're doing the act as if it's, um, don't they tell that to like uh, actors? Right, they say all the time, act as if. So you're acting as if you really were being that person. And and then your partner really begins to turn around also because they're not, they're, they're not hearing the words from you, so they're not reacting back in that worst way. And you might be saying, oh, but it's so hard right now to be to acting as if. Well, because yeah, you're tired and the kids were pulling you here sure. and there and your mother-in-law called. And... and well, we have suggestion number three for you. Strategy number three will help you with acting as if. And that is be your partner's biggest fan. Do you so, remember? Oh, so important. Yeah. Do you remember when you were engaged in the early days and you were probably your partner's biggest fan? You said great things about them. You complimented them all the time. You buoyed them up. Um, and they were supportive, even when stuff was like, you know, middle, oh, it'll where you won't last so long. It'll right. Be. They just supported you. And and you were more of a we couple rather than an I or a me couple. Yeah, because right now, even though you have kids and you are a we, frequently you're talking like an I. Absolutely. And so we suggest that you take a minute and say something to your partner like, honey, you know what? You did a really great job at getting the kids ready for school. I'm really impressed how committed you are to their classes and their well-being. And it seems like you're working amazingly hard lately. And I think you're just a wonderful mother. Imagine if you said that to your partner, how things would shift around just from being your partner's biggest fan. Even if you were saying, you know, I know stuff didn't quite work, you're frustrated, stuff is happening, but you're really doing a good job. It, it's not easy to do all these things. Let me tell you, the person who's doing all that, they're juggling. You ever see a juggler? Yes. They're juggling, man. And they're juggling, and they're doing these little tricks in between. For and sure. The more a person is appreciated, the more they're willing to do. And when you forget to appreciate, yep. when you would rather blame, accuse, and, and criticize, you're not going to get the best from your partner. Let's be real here. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this idea comes from that, you know, you're, you're making them better in some way. It's an old world idea. It's not true in America today. It's right. not. And so we're going to move right into strategy number four, which is bite your tongue. We forget. Not to... literally. <laughs> no, no, not literally. But we forget to be courteous. More important, we tend to be un unthinking and taking our partners for granted for all the little things that they do. What it means is don't say that mean, sarcastic. Little uh, caustic remarks that you may want to be saying. Yeah. Bite, bite your tongue. Yeah. Bite your tongue. Keep it inside. Because every time... No you, little knives. No little, you know... No little you're, you're at the office and you're telling them what they could have done better. Right. And I love that. Oh, you know, I would have had them, like, have their homework finished already by now. Really? You weren't here when they had a crying <laughs> meltdown. You right. Know? So bite your tongue, because if you want to try to be courteous, you can't be courteous when you're being sarcastic. No. Because... Sarcastic is not good humor. Okay? Right. It is 
sort of mean, hurtful humor. Right. It has an undertone of mean-spiritedness to it. Yeah. And and when we make suggestions on our, to our partner about how they should live their life <laughs> or how they should raise the kids, it's usually not even listened to, let alone taking it into account. Well, all we end up doing is end up biting the hand that feeds us. Right. Besides, they get enough of that from their parents and your parents. Right. So next time you think about saying something, we want you to count to five, bite your tongue. At least, if you need to count to ten, but... Yeah, bite your tongue and really think twice before laying on that advice or that sarcasm bomb or that nasty piece of criticism because it just doesn't help. You could say, better to say something like, I hear you had a hard day, it was frustrating. So, you know, just even repeat how difficult the day was. And that they, but you could hear that they were trying. Lauren Turk just joined us and she's joining us from Beverly Hills. Neat. Um, So the number, strategy number five is stop blaming. Blame is a huge issue in most partnered relationships and almost every relationship for that matter. It's as if, because you blame it like, so it's their thing and it's their fault. Right. See, blaming works if you're in a car crash. Not even, not in California. (laughs) Right, because we have no fault fault insurance. I mean, really, even they understood that it's But we think that if we blame a person, that somehow we've created a solution and we've absolved ourselves from having to deal with the issue. Well, the truth is, when we blame, we stop communication entirely. And there is no solution. And on top of that, you're making somebody feel totally, totally unappreciated. You don't know if they did their best, what are the other circumstances are. You're just like, right. because of your own frustration, anxiety, and stress, you're dumping on them by blaming. And right. you have to, like, step back and don't go down that road. Just, right. It's not worth it. Because we think that somehow when we blame another person, it'll absolve us of feeling badly. But blame doesn't work like that. And you that's why you never feel good. You know, I know people, look, we have couples, and, and one part, it takes a while for them to stop this because they're, somehow they have this mythical belief. It's mythical, that, that's for sure. That... You know, as long as they're blaming their partner, then if their partner has to make it better, and they don't feel better, I still, I'm still not feeling better. Try not blaming, because blaming does nothing. It makes both partners feel like a four-letter word. <laughs> Lauren asks a great question. She says, "Can we still blame our parents, though?" Well, only a little bit, because after the age of 21, you have free choice. <laughs> No. That's a great question, but it's true. Come for a little coaching or therapy. <laughs> Any time we blame anyone, the problem is that it stops communication, and that's the big problem. Right. That's so it's problem. so with our parents, it's not so much as blame as it is, you know, that's what you learned, that's what you were taught, that's what you're used to, and it takes time to change what that is because we do that so naturally, mm-hmm. like it's automatic. Yeah, absolutely. Besides, if you're doing that at home, you're teaching your kids, that, that it's automatic and it's okay and it's not okay. Let's change let's change those patterns. Absolutely. So strategy number six, this is our final strategy, is check today, in often. Really. Yes, uh-huh. at least for today. Um, is check in often. This is something that we use in our relationship all the time at home. And that is to ask your partner, how are we doing? Yeah, notice the we. Okay. Right. Not how are the kids. Not yeah. how's work going or not how's, how's your life going, but how are we doing? We. Because... It's so easy to be upset at your partner and then not really know that you're going to stay together. You know, something that happens with my partner and I sometimes is I get mad. I get really mad (laughs) because my partner did something that made me really upset. And I have to say to him sometimes. And I tell him the same stuff, you know, count to five. Don't (laughs) But I still get mad sometimes. And so what I tell my partner is, look, because he'll say to me, how are we doing after we get into an argument? And I say, I'm mad at you, but we're okay. 
I'll get over this, and we will get through this, but I'm mad at you right now. Because it's true. We don't always agree. I mean, people don't agree. There's going to be issues. I mean, even Robert and I have had some really big doozies. Mm -hmm. But we're okay, and we work to get through it and get to the other side. Right, because a healthy relationship is a relationship where your feelings are not invalidated. Right. And by asking the question, how are we doing, it allows you to stay in a partnership. And it's the big we. It's the big we, right. The big we. How are we doing as a couple? Because sometimes when you're doing this kind of stuff, the, that doubt comes in like, you know, I, like you say I, I'm leaving like to the store away, like for, for good around the corner, like just right. to, to like catch your breath or, or, or not be so heated or, or like. Are you leaving for good? What like, are you talking about? Like the bigger leaving, leaving. Right. So let's do a quick review of our six strategies for Parents Need Love Too. So the first one we talked about was assuming positive intention. Yes. That's giving benefit the, of the doubt. benefit of the doubt. Number two, acting as if, knowing that sometimes you just need to smile, put on your best face forward, and act as if you really are acting together as parents. Right. Number three. Because your partner will will come into the They'll fall in line. Yeah. They really will fall in line. Yeah. Number three is be your partner's biggest fans. So important. Just like in the beginning when you were very supportive of one another. Right. Remind them what a great yeah, job so they're doing. Like, how do I do that? Like, just remember what it was like when you were beginning to date in those first, you know, in that first year when things were, you know, like, oh, that, you know, that must That's have been so hard. Sweet. That or, was, yeah. so, you know, like, you know, maybe it was lip service. I don't care if it was lip service. Do it, do it anyway. anyway. <laughs> Number four is bite your tongue. So remember that sarcasm hurts. And it's, yeah, what it really means to... is think twice before you. You're going to say what you're going to say. Or give advice or make a comment about how they should live their life. It's critique or what they're not doing. Like, you don't have to go there. The more you appreciate as much as they've done, even if there are some holes, the, the more that your partner is willing to do. Absolutely. Um, number five is stop blaming. So important. Because remember, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Blaming just stops communication and it delays feeling better faster. Oh, yeah. So if you want to, if you really want to feel poorly if you want to feel mm -hmm. bad if crappy. you want to feel that's good if you want to feel crappy although i was thinking of four other expletives then go right ahead and blame blame, because blame, blame. you feel terrible you will so it's, it's not that you're making your partner feel good you yourself take all of that and feel it just as much mm -hmm. it's absolutely true and number six our final strategy is check in often ask how are we doing for the big right. we and remember, it's okay to tell your partner that you're mad at them, but we're okay and we'll get over this, but we'll I'm still mad at you right now. Right, right. Because it allows you to stay a partner and not be just a parent. Right. Because in, or, in order to reconnect, you have to do things differently than you're doing them, than you've done them in the past. Mm -hmm. doing them now, and and if you take a few powerful steps, just implement one, two, or three of the things that we talk about, right. you get a positive result almost instantly. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, like a lot of the things that, that we teach, it takes sometimes a couple weeks for your partner to realize that... You're serious that and you're, you're not fooling. Yes, that you're sincere and that you're trying to be consistent and you're uh, turning a new page, a new leaf, new whatever leaf, that is. Right? Yes. Um, and they fall in. Frequently, they'll do it really faster mm -hmm. than that. Sometimes, I, I'm just being honest, it can take about two weeks. So don't stop before right. then because that's what it takes. Because they're looking at you like, 
who are you? Have you been invaded by an alien? Like, right. What's the matter? And remember that yeah. it's going to feel awkward. It always feels awkward when you try new things at first. And that's completely okay. Completely okay. I, I just did a video by myself. It was like really awkward. It's still awkward. But do it anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Because when you continue to practice, that's how you get better at communicating. So, so think of your relationship like that rose garden that we talked about. And you got to tend your, your rose bush. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Dr. Robert. I'm Sarah Furman. And we hope that helped. Oh, and I have a white thing on my lip. I didn't even notice the whole time. Oh, and if you want more information. You can find us at Couple Success on Facebook or CoupleSuccess.com. You have been listening to the Couple Success Broadcast with Dr. Robert Wilford and Sarah Furman, licensed marriage and family therapist. There is hope for your relationship. Please check out our website at couplesuccess.com to find out more.